Okay, we're holding a Nefesh Achayim. The last year, we spoke about, we spoke about the divergent opinions. If the reason of learning Torah is Nishma for the Torah, which means to understand the Torah better as a means to understand Chachmas Hashem better, which is what the Nefesh Achayim holds, or the reason for learning Torah is Dvekos, which means to connect more to Hashem, but not intellectually, but more to connect to Hashem emotionally. It brings the person to a, a more of a sense of a feeling connected. And we brought last time the first raya, which brought, which he brought from David Melech, who asked that to him should be considered like learning halachas, complicated halachas. So you see that learning halachas is more, so to speak, considered Torah than learning Tehillim, which when David asked that to him should be similar to that. That's the first raya in Efshachayim. Now tonight today we're going to talk about Be'ez Hashem, the second and the third raya that he brings to this point. The second raya, he says, "Vegam, he hired Daya in an adverkus maseches achas, by perak mishnachas." If a person just wanted to feel connected, he doesn't. Then he has to have the one line which speaks to him, and every time he learns that, it opens up his it opens up his feelings. That's the trigger which makes him feel, and therefore all he needs to do is repeat that, because if the idea is to feel connected, then it's just those few words which just that do it for him. They make him feel connected. It's a Pesach, it's a Dechel, it's a Asher Yishvei Vesech, whatever it's going to be. But if that's the case, that's all he needs. Because that brings him to that feeling of connection. So he doesn't more than that. But like Amitzin of Chazal, we don't find that Chazal spent their entire lives learning just one line or one parak or one inspirational idea. Why? He brings a Gemara in Saka. Sh'omar B'yechel bin Zakai. Sh'lai hinech mikra o mishnah v'alachos v'agodos. And the Gemara goes on to talk about the Sikhs Shainin, the Sikhs Chulin, and the Maisim Merkava, everything. Rabbi Yechem and Zakeh was somebody who tried to learn the entire Torah. The entire Torah, every area of Torah he was proficient in. And why did he do that? Why would he put almost an effort into learning every single uh, subcategory of information in Torah, every single topic? So the Nefesh Chaim explains, Vahainu. Because he felt that I haven't yet fulfilled my obligation to learn until I've learned everything. And therefore that pushed him to learn more and more. That made him try and learn more and know more the whole time, his entire life. And that's how he missed such a vast knowledge. And the obvious question is that the Nefesh Shachayim has brought a Gemara and made an assumption, and now you try to prove his point from the assumption that he made. In other words, all the Gemara says is that Rav Yechem and Zakai didn't leave any part of Torah unlearned. Why did he do that? The Gemara doesn't say. The Nefesh Shachayim suggests an answer. And that was, he said that because he was worried that maybe he hasn't been Mukaim the Chiyuv of Eisek Torah of learning Torah completely until he's learned the whole Torah. So therefore, that, that, the, that's what pushed him to learn more and more until he had covered every single area of Torah. He said that's the reason. And Nefesh Achayim is assuming that the, what Rav Yechem Zakah's reasoning was, and based on that, he's making a proof. He says, you see that Rav Yechem Zakah didn't con- confine himself to just one area of Torah which inspired him. You see, he felt that he was Bukhuyub to learn the whole Torah, and that's what he did. So therefore, you see that the first is Bukhuyub to learn the whole Torah. What kind of proof is that? And really, if you're really looking for proofs that people didn't just focus on the one line that inspired them or spoke to them, they learned much more than that. 
And therefore, if you were to bring that as a proof, that the Torah isn't just meant to be a source of inspiration, so you don't have to go to Rabbi, this one Gemara in Sukkah of Rabbi ben Zaka. I can bring you a proof from every single Sukkah in Shas. Why did Rabbi and Rabbi, or the Tanoim, whoever you want to bring, argue about Erevin, and argue about Yivamist, and argue about Bavakama? You know, all we need to have in Shas is obvious. Let everybody tell us what's inspired them, what spoke to them in the area that they worked in developing themselves, and that's all. Altogether, why do people learn Halachas? Altogether, why do people learn Shas? It's not the most inspirational thing. And again, I'm right that the question is a question because you see the Nefesh HaChaim told us that in his door, the people who held the main part of learning was Tvekas, that's what they did. He says they spend the whole day saying to Hedim or learning Musa, and they don't, they, don't, they don't even own the Shas. So if that would be the right approach, and let's go to the Tanaim and Amaraim, why were they wasting their time, so to speak, learning Shas? Why don't everyone just sit down with Sefer Tehidim to him and say to him all day? If Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechai and Rabbi Yudha Nasi and Rabbi Meir spent their time learning all kinds of different areas of Shas, every single Masech that has their names, and something about the Maraim, if it's Rav and Shmuel, Rabbi Yechon and Rish Lakish, and Rav and Abai and Ravashi, who learned all the Sugas in all different areas of Halacha, so we see that it is important. Why don't they all just say to him all day? Why wouldn't that be proof enough in itself? In other words, for the people who held that the point of learning was Dvekas, so then bring a raya from the whole Torah Shabbat Peh. Why do you find this one example of a proof of Yechon Mitzak? The question is a very strong question. In order to answer the question, and also in order to suggest an answer for the people who did hold that the main part of Yishma was, the main part of learning was for the feeling of connection to Hashem from it, so what we have to say is, and that is, is the second part a reason to learn to. Because at the end of the day, people have to know what, how to keep the halacha. And therefore, we're going to have to record the all the discussions of what the halacha is. We're going to have to debate in case we don't know what the halacha is. Because there is a khir to keep the Torah. There is a khir to keep the halacha. And if that learning what Allah is is going to go down to the fine details and the nitty gritty of exactly what's yes and what's no, we're going to have to do that because we have to know what Allah is. But is that the mile of learning Torah? No. The mile of learning Torah is going to remain at Vekas. If right now I'm examining is, is what's considered the shear of an animal that's considered a trifle, not a trifle, it might not be inspiring me to Vekas, but it's a necessary thing because people have to know the halach. And if that would be the case, we would say, that of course the the greatest level that the person can gain from the material is the dvekus that they're going to feel from it, according to that opinion. But there have to be people who know the halacha too. And therefore, if you find that the Ratanaim and the Maraim and Paiskim and the Shulchan Aruch and all the Mitzikan who spent their time learning halacha, yeah, it's, it's a necessary it's a necessary thing to do. Just like you have to have a Shaykhat, you have to have a Mile, you have to have a Paisek. Someone has to know the halacha. And why do these people all feel, these people, meaning the Tanaim and the Maraim and the Poiskim, and all feel that they were the ones that learned the halacha, why don't they just learn Midvekus and leave the halacha for somebody else to learn? I can't answer that question. It would be a question in this opinion. That's how we would explain what, what all the discussions between the Tanaim and the Maraim are, was that this wasn't necessarily what they felt the most important thing they were learning in the terms of bringing Dvekus, but it was a necessary thing to, to talk about and to learn in order to understand what Allah is meant to be. Okay, it's, 
if we're going to think of such a way, I'm going to repeat again. I'm just trying to justify the way that the people who learned like this or felt like this would understand. Of course, we understand it's not the case. We don't credit uh, the Vilnagon and the Shach and the Mishnaburah and all the other great people who spent their time learning Gemaras and learning Halachas as having done the Bidiyavid because no one else wanted to be the one to know it. We understand, of course, that there was more to it than that. But just assuming that, that the way we said before, which is maybe what these people would have held, so then what's, what's the proof that the Nebuchadnezzar is bringing from Yechan and Zaka? And he learns all these other areas of Torah. Well, he has to know what to do. So the truth is, you could find those areas which is brought in the list, which don't necessarily directly relate to Halacha, and on the same time, don't necessarily relate directly to feeling connected. And you see, Abiyachim and Zakel and those areas anyway. For example, Sikhah Shadim, things like that. Maybe it wasn't uh, inspirational, maybe it wasn't Halacha, but nevertheless, you don't. So, Nevis Chaim, if that would be the case, is pointing out that there's a value in knowing the whole Torah. But, the truth is more than that. And uh, Nevis Chaim himself, at the end of Perakimel, comes back to this Gemara of Rabbi Yechem Zakai, and he has a few more words. And he says, that he didn't leave any part of the Torah. And the reason he did that was to Makayim, the Pasuk, which is talking about the Torah. And the Torah says that I'm going to give those who love me, yes, wherever there is. I'm just jumping down to get down. I want, Shiesh, El Yod, El Hanchil, Munitin Sachatov, Nukhal Ahoyin, Gevo Isaac Pah. Machos, Avos, Atzamamish. Oyavai, the Torah is talking. Those who love me means those who love the Torah. The Torah says, I'll give them yes, I'll give them everything. Yesh means what there is. So it's like the whole gamut of existence. And that, therefore you see that what the Gemara said of Rabbi Yechim was what he was learning was out of Avastar. Out of Avastar. That Avastar pushed him to want to know the entire Torah. Now, this is a new concept. In other words, it's not just about of feeling connected to Hashem. And therefore, I'm using the Torah as the springboard to find the moving land or the inspirational idea which will make me feel to Hashem. Here we see an idea that there's a love of knowing of Torah which will push me to know the whole Torah. And that's arrived in the Nefesh There's a point in learning to know the Torah. And to know the Torah means to know all of the Torah. Just like if you want to know somebody else. So you don't just want to know one detail about their life, you want to know all about them. You want to hear their opinion on different topics, you know, their history, where they've been, what they've done, what they want to do, their plans, their future. Same thing when it comes to Torah. So the person that loves the Torah wants to know what the Torah says about everything. What's the Torah's position on this? What's the Torah's position on that? What's, what, how does the Torah understand this? How does the Torah understand that? That's all part of wanting to know the Torah. And therefore he says, what push of Yechem and Zakai? What pushed Yechem and Zakai to try and learn every chalik of Torah was because he wanted to know what the Torah said on any given topic. And that's not the nishma of learning in order to feel connected to Hashem. That's the nishma of wanting to know the Torah. And that's an important point. That's an important point. And that is that the the, Shachar is going to talk about that a person learns Torah to feel connected to Hashem's Chachmah well, then I want to know all of Hashem's Chachmah. 
It's going to want me to push me to want to learn more and more Torah. So therefore, that's what we see. That was by Rechem and Zakai. It wasn't just Agav, or because someone needed to do it, that he learned all the areas of the Torah. No, it was part of the goal of to be the deserving of the Yesh, of everything which the Torah can give those that the Torah, that who love the Torah. Or conversely, those that the Torah loves. Okay, so that's the second proof. But this brings us to a question. And that is, is it really possible to know the whole Torah? The Torah would give yesh, its entirety to somebody. Is it possible to know the whole Torah? You can even find the sources which are brought down that the Torah is infinite and beyond the person's ability to know. The person will never know the whole Torah. So how could it be that there would be an idea of Rabbi Yochum ben Zakkai who would know the whole Torah? Not just him. The Gemara says that Rabbi Shmuel's nephew who asked him Someone who's learned the entire Torah. And again, we're amazed by the question. A person could say, I've learned the whole Torah. How is it possible? The Torah is endless. So to answer this question, there's a Pasuk in Mishle which addresses this with the Perish of the Vilna And the Pasuk is talking about the size of the Torah. And the, tarah sa- and the Pasuk says about the Torah, it's arucha me'eretz midah. Its length is longer than the land. Or in yam. And it's wider than the sea. So we have two different metaphors to describe as how big the Torah is. The one is it's longer than the land, the other is wider than the sea. But if you look at the first Torah, there's an extra word used in the context of the first one. We don't say it's arucha me'eretz. It's longer than the land. We say arucha me'eretz midah. Its size is longer than the land. When it comes to the sea, we talk about Rechavah Minayam, it's wider than the sea. We don't talk about the size of the sea. And the reason is, because when we see land, we see a beginning and an end point. And we can measure the length of how long it is from one point A to point B. So, therefore we can talk about, uh, since it was starting from the finish point, how big something is, or how far the journey is, how, long, how far away one is from the other one or the size of the land, if you want to call it like that. That's the Veda. And the Torah is longer than that. Rechavim in the Yom is wider than the sea. The sea doesn't have demarcation points or milestones. It's just a vast expanse of water. And therefore, when we talk about the sea, we're not talking about the length of the sea. We're talking about the Rechavim, the width of the sea. Now, what does that mean? So, the God explains. There's an element of Torah which is the extent of the information of Torah which was Nimsai. The extent of the Torah which was transmitted, so to speak, in amounts of information, in amounts of topics, which was transmitted to Moshe Sinai and then passed and faithfully, uh, door after door, generation after generation. A friend once asked, since the letter to Rav Chaim Kanievsky, asking what is what's included in Kala Torah And he got back an answer, a list of basically all the Chazals we know about whether it's the Mishnahis and the Tosefthus and the Brises and the Talmud Bavli and the Talmud Yerushalmi and the Mishnahis and and the various Midrashim and all of the works of the tonight. So it's a tremendously long list and would take an average person many years to learn it. But it's something which has a size. There's a limited amount of how much information was transmitted door after door and that's something technically a person could finish. It's like a land. It has a set, it has a middle, it has an amount. It might be uh, longer than the land. It might take you longer to the whole Torah than to walk across the world, 
But nevertheless, there is a size, and the, for the land, there's a size for the Torah which was given to us too. That's the length of Torah, which means the, the, the length of the topics that the Torah discusses. But then there's a second area, and that's the breadth of Torah, the width of Torah. And that is how much a person can understand and examine and explore and learn more on each individual point. And on that, there's no limit. It's, when it comes to the sea, it's just wider than the sea. It's not, there's no limit to how wide the sea is. But the Torah is wider. And therefore, when we're talking about the element of Torah, which a person can finish, can complete, so the information of the Torah, a person can have gone through, understood, and he's completed it. When we're talking about the depth of Torah, or the amount a person can think about and understand it, and then see more meaning and see more illusions, and then stand deeper, then that's without limit. That's Rechav So we talk about the Torah which a person can't complete, we're talking about the understanding of Torah. The Torah is infinitely deep. We're talking about the amount of information. So yes, just like a person can finish, or a daf, and he can finish a mistakh, and he can finish the whole shas, he can finish the information which was given. It's long, but it's not undoable. It's daf when it gets to the second stage, which is the Rechav, that that's when it becomes something which is which is infinite. And therefore to say about Rabbi Yechim ben Zakkai that he learned the whole Torah, all the different areas of the Torah, to have a full awareness of Chachmus Hashem, we can understand. That's true. It's possible. It doesn't mean he understood everything in the Torah. Obviously, there's always more depth that a person doesn't understand. But uh, as, as far as knowing what the Torah is telling you, what would push him to do that? What would push him to do that is the want to, what he calls, to know the Torah. Because this is, this is, the Torah has... Information on a certain topic, I don't know. And if I'm missing that, then I'm missing my, my connection to Torah through my knowledge. The Torah has ways of thinking which I can't think the same way, which I'm not aware of. Okay, so that's the second proof. The second proof is that you see the point of learning isn't just to focus on one thing and be inspired by it, but to learn more and more. And then he brings this third proof. The, Mishle, the, the Midrash and Mishnah. This is Mishnah Rabasi. It says, Amr B'yechen, Amr Come look how difficult is the day of din. Hashem judges everyone. On if they learn Torah or not. Hashem is going to take a Sefer He's going to ask, who learned the Sefer Torah? He's going to come and get rewarded. And the Jews will line up. And the first person will come along and say, I learned Torah. I learned I was a Balkari. I could learn any Pasuk, any Pasha. But envy on the Mishnah, we never learned the Mishnah is. So the, what the Midrash says, HaKadosh Baruch Haifa Chazpano Vimelo, Umatzer Gehenim is Gabriel. Hashem turns away from him, and he gets turned to Gehenim. But that's inadequate. Gehenim is so the person doesn't live up to expectation, just that I'm sukkim is not good enough. He learned Mishnah is, but only some of them. He didn't finish all six stars of the Mishnah. So Hashem is going to take him to task on that. Why is there all six times of the mission? And if a person does that, he finished all the Mishnahs. Why is there in the Midrashim? Teres Kalim is one of the Muslim Midrash, other Halakha Midrashim, and they create one to that. There's a, you might have learned Mishnahis in Midrashim, but you learn the Psukim. Now people today can learn Sugis. They know the Torah. 
So you see there in, the, in detail that the expectation of learning Torah is did you learn the whole Torah? Did you learn the whole Torah? And if a person comes along and says, yes, I, I learned Torah, and Hashem says, what did you learn? And the amount that the person learned is considered insufficient in Hashem's eyes, so then HaKadosh Baruch doesn't credit him with learning Torah, Hashem is tiny on him. Why didn't you learn more? And therefore this mission, this price, this midrash, I'm sorry, is a very clear proof that there's an expectation on a person to learn the whole Torah. And when he doesn't learn, he's going to get asked, why didn't you learn it? Now, here the Nebuchadnezzar comes back to his point. If the point of learning Torah is to feel connected, so when am I going to be pushed to learn all the other halakim of Torah? What's, why, why should I? I? I don't feel connected by learning that. And therefore, we see clearly that HaKadosh Baruch Hu's intention for a person isn't just learn to feel connected. The point of learning is learn to know the Torah. And if that's the case, knowing the Torah means knowing all of the Torah. And therefore, Hashem is going to ask me all those parts of Torah which I didn't learn. And therefore, I don't know what happened to them. Why didn't you learn them? Why don't you know them? And he finishes off with Mr. Abraham It wasn't logical. There's so many halachas in the Shas. When a person is learning them, he has to focus his intention on just the physical matis, what, what it's talking about. Kagain, he gives examples. Kinin, which means birds that a person is to bring for karbonus. And some birds are kosher, and some birds are trait, uh, or for whatever reason, not appropriate to bring as karbonus. And now I have to think each bird where it's gone, and what it did, and what it could have done, which is the Mishnahis and Kinin, all the calculations of a number of braces of birds that a person would bring for carbon and they would get mixed up or they would get confused. So when a person is trying to keep a cheshman of of something very physical, what's that of all these different birds? It's only Pischeneda, a person to keep the dates and the times and make calculations in the calendar. At that time, Shemem Gufei Halachas, they major Halachas, when the Gemara disputes or debates between uh, two people, one of whom is lying and trying to work out who's doing the truth and who's lying. So then a person thinking about uh, the case at hand, more than thinking about Vegas and Hashem. Think what a person would be able to claim if he would have had a better time or not. When a person is thinking that, it's impossible for him to think about the Vegas of being connected to Hashem. And therefore, if a person is meant to be thinking about those things, so then he's not doing something wrong, and therefore you can't say that the main point of learning would be Dvaikus Mashem. Or else we cut out a lot of our people learning and saying it's not the main learning because, because the intention they have with the learning is to understand what they're learning rather than to think about this is this connecting with Hashem. But like we said before, we're going to say again. And that is, the question is only a question if one's looking to feel emotionally connected to Hashem. Most of the Torah Shabbat is not going to do that. But, if a person is looking to feel intellectually connected to Hashem, which means I'm trying to understand how Hashem thinks, or wants me to think, then of course, every, every difficult svara I understand, 
Dafka and Dafka the difficult learned things we have to think about and work and understand exactly what it's saying. So then that's bringing me closer to there's one more area now where I understand what Hashem's Chachma. So if that's the case, then whatever I learn is part of my connecting to Hashem as well. It's 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 revealing to me a deeper level of understanding understanding Hashem's Chachma. But the point, and we're going to finish with one last point, idea, and that is, it's not, it's not random uh, things that I'm aware of. And if I learn more things now, another point here, and another point there, and another piece of information here, another piece of information there, it doesn't work like that. It's true also, but that the, the idea of learning isn't just to pick up more nuggets of information. There's another idea as well, a much deeper idea. And that is, I'll give a martial I heard from Mary Rabbi. Rosh Shapira, he says more than once. Imagine you're in a room. And on the one room, on the one wall of the room, is this enormous painting, which takes up the whole wall. It's a kaleidoscope of scenes. It's a whole, a whole landscape, all painted together. You're in the room, but the room is completely dark. I can't see anything, but I have a tiny flashlight, a pen light. So I can switch on the pen light and I can shine it on the wall. And in the captured in the ray of the flashlight, I can see a flower. And I can admire the flower. I can see the detail which the petals were drawn and how the stalks hold the, the, the different shades of the, of the flower on top of it. And I can appreciate it a lot. And then I take the flashlight and I randomly shine it on a different part of the wall. And I see a little bird. Once again, I can be impressed by the colors and he put the bird together and how accurately he drew the wings and the feathers. And I can shine it somewhere else and I'll see a banana. And once again, I can admire how lifelike the banana looks. So I can go around shining my flashlight at all different points and seeing different things and appreciating each one. But the person will never appreciate what they're seeing unless they manage to switch on the spotlights. And now they can see the entire scene together. The entire landscape. And now it's not just an idea of, oh, there's the bird, there's the flower, there's the banana. But now I see in context how everything fits together. Everything complements everything else, and everything in my mind, I now see this enormous entity which is all connected. It all forms part of the scene. And it's the same thing about A person does one point here and one point there, and each point is beautiful, and each point is understandable, and each point enriches the person's knowledge. But the more a person puts together the puzzle, and the more pieces of Torah a person sees, and they all combine, and they're all one, and they all shed light on each other, and they all come to explain each other, and they all form part of one much bigger tapestry of Chachmas Hashem, one can't compare. When one has the whole picture, then he understands the whole idea of the Chachmas Hashem was trying to convey. And that's the idea of Rabbi Yechel ben And that is the connection which comes through understanding of course, every new point of understanding is a little bit more than I understand. But to see the whole picture, to be able to have learned everything, and now see how everything combines and everything connects, of course, it's a completely different experience. And this is the second midrash as well. A person learns Torah, well, that the expectation is you're going to learn the whole Torah. And that's what we spoke about previously. Can a person learn the whole Torah? In depth, no. A person will never plumb the depths of the Torah because the Chachma of Hashem is, by definition, 
something infinite, something more than a human being will ever reach. But in breadth, which means in the middle, in the amount of information, yes, a person can. Not only is a person can, a person is expected to. Because that gives him the Chachmas Hashem, which he can then connect to. He can then understand the way Hashem thinks. He's learned it. And even more, he's trained himself to think the same way. That's the story of how Nefesh Chaim explains the idea of what connection to Hashem is meant to be through Torah and his proofs. Again, firstly, from David HaMelech, that something which a person has to work hard, like in the Golan Oilers, the default position is that that's more valuable than saying to him. The second point he brought, and that is knowing the entire Torah, is because a person wants to know Torah, that becomes the goal. And lastly, the fact that that's Hashem's expectation for a person. It's not enough just to focus on one area of Torah. Because that area speaks to me. Because that area inspires me. Because that area can be mafalpal more. The, the starting point is that knowing Torah means the expectation to know the whole Torah. And therefore we see that knowing the Torah, the expectation is Hashem. Because it's only when I have everything that I can see the whole picture of Hashem. Whereas if it was just a gain from the Torah, so I can gain the dvekos or the feeling, or I can gain the uh, the pilpul, whatever it's going to be, even from a small parts of the Torah. The only thing I need the whole Torah for is if I need the whole Torah to understand the Torah, then it becomes something which it's only when I've seen the whole picture, so to speak, then I've appreciated what the chachma that the that the whole Torah together can present to me. But what he wants to prove, and finish that is that's not an extra. That's the person's chiyuv. Hashem is expecting him to know everything. Hashem is going to ask him, did you know the whole Torah?